Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Thanks team. And I want to add my thanks just to everyone who serves around here. I've got some more people to honour too. It's uh, someone's having a 57th wedding anniversary here today. It is Bruce and Lynn Hillweber who are sitting down here. Isn't that a great effort? I said to Lynn, everyone's going to be asking her what the secret is. She said, well, the secret is tolerance. That's a long time to put up with each other. And we know that. Anyone who's been married for more than six months knows that, right? Great. I'm going to pray. We're going to get into the Word this morning. Pray with me, Lord. We just thank You, God, for Your goodness. We thank You as we kind of look back and reflect on things, Father. We can see Your hand at work. We thank You, Lord, that we've got so many things to celebrate, so many people to honour. We thank You, Lord, that we get to be a part of an amazing community where You are powerfully at work, Father. And we just invite You into this time. We welcome the presence of Your Spirit as we open Your Word and come to You this morning. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. All right, well, Christmas is almost here. Who is, is anyone like struggling to actually realise that Christmas is already here? Like I feel a bit like that. Has anyone just, does anyone feel like this year has just flown? Yes? And you're like, it can't possibly be Christmas yet. What, I don't know, I was thinking what triggers that feeling? Is it like Christmas morning and the food? I don't know. I thought carols last Sunday might trigger that feeling for me. I still haven't caught up yet. But it's been a great year. It's been a great year for our Hope Community as a church as well. And I thought I'd start just by showing you a few of the highlights, just for me, from Hope Community this year. So the first one is uh, One Heart. So I don't know how many people were able to come out on this night. This was Pentecost night and we joined with heaps of local churches. We hosted it here and we came together for a night of prayer and worship and it was incredible. God did some really powerful stuff and uh, it's always good. Every time we come together as the body, it's a powerful time. So One Heart was amazing. My second one is Project 11. If my Project 11 crew are here, I want you guys to stand up right now, jump up. There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Awesome. Love you guys. You can go ahead and take a seat. But uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this year uh, we launched a discipleship program called uh, Project 11. It's an eight-month program. And these four got to do it for the first time with me. And it was just an incredible privilege to be able to journey with these guys and grow in God and do some life together. Project 11, uh, next one for me is carols. It happened last Sunday. This has always been just such a a part of our heart. Since we came into the community, we just wanted to be able to do Christmas for our community. God's taken us on a real journey. We've helped out with the local Christmas carols. But of course, when that got cancelled this year, we thought we have to do something. And to see so many people from our community 
just come onto the property. Of course, we got to share the hope of Jesus as well. But for me, that was just an amazing highlight. I just want to say thanks to everyone who helped out and make that day happen. It was unbelievable. And we really did, like that was beyond any expectation. I was, I, I, all right, I'm not always the faith guy when it comes to people turning up. If, if we got more than 200 people, I was going to be really stoked with the event. And so um, that was a lot of people. And it's not all about how many people came, but it was amazing just to see our community come and be on site with us. Now, I've got some um, personal highlights as well. If we go to this next one, you will see this was the new addition to our family this year, Sunny. And we had put this off for a very long time. We tried to distract the kids in every way that we could and it just reached a point where we couldn't put it off any longer. Sunny came into our family. I can promise you I did not want to take this step, but it happened and Sunny has been a real joy to have in our family this year. Another highlight for me, personal highlight, was back at Easter when our daughter Eva got baptised and uh, she's amazing. I don't know where she is. She's somewhere here this morning. Up the back. Hey, Eva. But yeah, proud dad moment and awesome. Just uh, any parent knows the feeling just to see their child choose God for themselves and go on that personal journey. That was awesome and a privilege to be able to baptise her. Another one, I don't know how much I've talked about this, but back in June, I uh, had the opportunity to go on a sailing trip. And so um, someone in our church, I call him Captain John, he's a sailor. He invited me on this trip four days to sail from Yapoon to Mackay. And so we did it. We sailed through all these islands. Highlight for me, one, one night we anchored up. I took the dinghy into shore and I realised that all the rocks there were covered with oysters. And I just took the hammer and started just cracking oysters right there. And I don't know how many I ate. I ate a lot. Does that sound like heaven to anyone else? Yeah, so that was definitely a highlight. And Captain John taught me how to sail. That was an amazing thing. So anyway, look, it's a great time of the year as we come to the end of the year to kind of look back and reflect. And I'm sure for most of us, there's some really amazing things in there. But I also know that as you look back, there's going to be some really tough stuff as well. And I know that some people, you're sitting here today and you're feeling this tension because maybe you're in the middle of some tough stuff right now and you're like, 2022 was a horrible year. We're going to be happy just to see 2022 gone and step into 2023. And I want to encourage you today if you're feeling that because it's easy when you're in that space to sometimes feel like no one actually cares what I've been through or how tough this was for me or to maybe even wish that things had worked out completely different and that you could change things and maybe it stirred up some big questions for you on how these things can even happen in the first place. And I want to encourage you today because God has this hope that is available for each one of us. And as we look at the Christmas message today, it's this amazing message of hope. 
And we're going to read it from Scripture today. But I want you to see that even in this very first Christmas, God was making a way to meet us in every moment of life. And I'm hoping and praying that whether you've had a great year, whether you're in the midst of a tough season or it was a horrible year, that today you can be encouraged that God is walking this with you and there's hope for each one of us who knows Him. So we're going to open the Bible and we're going to read some of the Christmas story from Scripture here today. Turn to Luke chapter 2 with me. And we're going to start at verse 8. And we read a chunk of this just because we love this time of year to open our Bibles and actually read about this. Luke 2 verse 8. It says, There were some shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom His favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what they'd been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Is this an amazing scene or what? Can you imagine for a second being a shepherd and this taking place for you? I wonder, do you reckon you'd be terrified as well? I reckon there's some people who read this and are like, no way, man. Like, I'm brave. I reckon this would have been just a really confronting scene right here. It would have been incredible. And I want to, um, I want to focus on a part of the message today. It's the part where the angel says to the shepherds that a saviour has come into the world. And I was thinking about this message and, you know, I haven't actually preached here since back in October. And it wasn't just because I needed some time off. Uh, We had our missions month, which was amazing. And um, here I am. Next Sunday, Pastor Tam's going to be preaching because my family and I will be on holidays. So I get one Christmas message this year. And I was spending time just praying and thinking about this with the Lord. And I said to the Lord, if I get one Christmas message... What is it that you'd want me to share, Lord? And he said, Dan, tell them about the Saviour, Jesus. And so I want to do that today. And I wonder what you think about when you think about the word Saviour. 
I mean, if you're a good Christian, of course, you're thinking, I think about Jesus, right? Now I've just condemned anyone who was like, oh, not really. Uh, I don't know what you think about though, but what's interesting is that when we look to the Scriptures and we go back to before Jesus, we see that even in the Old Testament, people would refer to God as Saviour. And so let me give you some examples. In Psalm 25, it was David who said, Guide me into your truth and teach me, for you are God my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. In Micah 7, it says, But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God my Saviour. My God will hear me. This was God the Saviour of Israel. And so we see in the birth of Jesus is that God was with us. In the past, it was God, Saviour, come and save us. In the birth of Jesus, we see God with us. And we know once again from the Scriptures, this is Emmanuel, God with us. I want to share with you a story I came across. This is a story of a man who's been referred to as a saviour. This man's name is Corporal Mark Donaldson. He was awarded the Victoria Cross for Australia and it says he was awarded this for the most conspicuous acts of gallantry in action in a circumstance of great peril. In 2008 in Afghanistan, Corporal Mark Donaldson was on patrol and the convoy that he was with was ambushed and attacked. And the, attacks, the attack was intense. There was a whole heap of casualties. But it was in that situation that Corporal Donaldson showed incredible courage. This is what it said in one news article. It said, Corporal Donaldson reacted spontaneously and moved rapidly between alternate positions while under machine gun fire. During an early stage of the enemy ambush, he deliberately exposed himself to the enemy fire in order to draw attention to himself and away from the wounded soldiers. This selfless act alone brought enough time for those wounded to be moved into relative safety. It goes on to say, the vehicles were so full of casualties that the corporal was forced to run beside the trucks for four kilometres. During, the, um, during this, the vehicle, during their escape, there was a severely wounded uh, interpreter who was inadvertently um, left behind as they were escaping. And they realised this when they were a long way off. It says, of his own volition displaying complete disregard for his own safety, Corporal Donaldson moved alone on foot across approximately 80 metres of exposed ground to recover the wounded interpreter. His movement, once identified by the enemy, drew intense and accurate machine gun fire from entrenched positions. Upon reaching the wounded coalition force interpreter, Corporal Donaldson picked him up carried him back to the relative safety of the vehicles, then provided immediate first aid before returning to the fight. 
Also during the battle, he stopped to give medical care to other wounded soldiers. Isn't that amazing? It's another situation where I think it's difficult for us to understand what that really would have been like. But he's a man who showed incredible courage and put his life online to save other people. And in doing so, he gets the title as a saviour. So the question I have for us today, the question that we need to answer as we look to Jesus as our saviour, is saviour from what? What has Jesus saved us from? And I want to highlight two things to you today really briefly. But the first one is that Jesus has saved us from sin and death. And I want to read this to you, Matthew 1. Verse 20, it says, Joseph, son of David, this is the angel speaking to Joseph. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This is what Jesus does. He saves us from our sins. He saves us from death. He gives us the hope of life eternal with God. In 1 Corinthians 15, it puts it this way. Paul says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus sets us free from sin, from the punishment and from the hold and the consequences of sin. And number two, He also saves us from being lost and choosing to live life our own way. I want to read this to you from John 1. It says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through Him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and the only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus was the light who came into the world. And the light comes to show us the way, the way to the Father. And there's more good news. I want you to, I want, I want you to hear this today. Jesus didn't just save us from something. That's great that He did that, but He saved us for something. He saved us for a relationship with our Heavenly Father. He's the way, He's the truth, He's the life. He brings life and life abundantly. And when you come into a relationship with Jesus, then you step into the life that God has for you, His plans and His purpose. But here's the thing, a life with Jesus does not mean that it's going to be all smooth sailing. 
A life with Jesus is not going to be pain-free. Jesus actually never said that that's, that's how it would be. He said that in this life you will have trouble. He doesn't make it just all go away. A life with Jesus still can be a life full of challenge and hardships. But we have a Saviour. Years ago, I had this boat. It was, it, was, it was passed down in my family. It wasn't the best boat in the world. Um, the best boat in the world is your friend's boat, just so you know. <laughs> because they just chew up any money that you have. And uh, anyway, there was one day I was out on the bay with a mate of mine and the boat broke down. And we, we couldn't get it started. We tried everything. We just couldn't get this boat going. And we thought, well, that's all right, because we've got our trusty oars. Like you've got it. These are a safety thing. You've got to carry oars. Of course, you rarely need these oars. But we thought we've got them. So we got the oars out. Now the oars are, oars are plastic and they screw together. And so as the, as the tide changed and the current started to suck us out to sea, we got our plastic oars out and we started to try and row the boat back into shore. Now, pretty much as soon as the oars hit the water, they just broke. They just fell apart. And so we tried using the part of the oars that was not broken, but there was no way we could paddle against the current. And so we were just stuck. And I was like, I could see my life just flashing before me as we were getting sucked out to sea. We had some frozen prawns on the boat as bait. And I thought, like, I think I could eat them. Like, we could survive on these. And we're actually building up speed now as the, the tides change and the current is sucking us out. Now, Morton's probably in the way technically, but in my mind, we were just drifting out to sea forever, gone. After a while of waiting hopelessly, we saw another boat in the distance and we used our broken oars to flag this boat down. And this boat came and thankfully, even though they were just heading out, they decided that they would tow us back into shore. And thank, thanks to those people, I am here with you today. Isn't that amazing? This was definitely a near-death experience. But think about this, right? How crazy would it have been if, if they had finally come to us and once they got there, we had have said, oh, no, nah, actually, it's all right. We don't need you. Go fishing. We've got this under control, right? We'll wait for the tide to change. We're just building up our strength and soon these oars are going to work really well. Like, wouldn't that be crazy? And so our response to a saviour is what's underlying the whole gospel message, is that the Father loves us so much that He sent His one and only Son to be our Saviour. But our response to that act, the greatest gift ever given, everything hangs on that response. Are we going to receive that or are we going to turn it away? 
Now, like I've said, having a Saviour, it doesn't mean that there won't be any challenges ahead. Having a Saviour doesn't mean that you're a weak person. Having a Saviour is this sense that we recognise our place and our need for Jesus the Saviour. It's really interesting when you look in Scripture and you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the account of Jesus. It's interesting to see the people that did respond to Jesus. You've got two kind of different types of people. It was often the rich, the educated, the people with status who tend to reject Jesus as Saviour and Messiah. And then on the other hand, you have these people, people like the Samaritan woman with many broken marriages, a lot of pain in her life, people with physical issues, mental issue, those who were um, poor, the, the working class, tradies and fishermen, people who were isolated from community, people who had spiritual afflictions. These were the people who were able to recognise their need for a saviour and respond to Jesus. And their response was surrender and humility, that they would surrender their life to the saviour and receive his saving grace. Isn't that an amazing thing? And that challenges me because I think, like, where are we at where are we at in the world today? What types of people are responding to the love and the saving grace of Jesus? Now, if you're with me on this today, you'll know that Jesus is the hope of the world. There's some of us who are sitting here today and we get to know Jesus as our personal Lord and Saviour, but we also know that many more people need to know about Jesus as Saviour, that God sent Him in the world so that people could be saved, right? But here's my hope for you this Christmas, is that when we look at this message and we know that it doesn't mean that um, life is going to go perfect if you have a saviour. It doesn't mean that your health is going to be good forever. It doesn't mean that all the finances you need are going to come in for you. It doesn't mean that all your relationships are going to be great. It doesn't mean that your family life is going to be perfect. But it does mean that whatever you face, you get to know that the God of heaven came to earth to make a way for you to walk in relationship with Him. And that in this big picture stuff, this is an eternal hope. Whatever you strip out of that, whatever challenges there are, this can never be changed, that this is who our God is. And so I'm grateful as a follower of Jesus, I get to come to Christmas, this Christmas, and I get to see what's this Christmas all about? God, this Christmas is about you sending a saviour and you sent a saviour for me. But I know that there's many more people who need to know about you as a saviour. There's many more lives you want to see changed, Lord. And so I'm grateful that I get to be a part of that. But my prayer is 
that this Christmas and in the Christmases to follow for Hope Community, for the people in our family and our extended family, is that we'll get to see more and more people come to know this hope of Jesus as Saviour. So will you pray with me this morning? Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your incredible love. We thank you for the hope that's found in you. I realise this morning, Lord, that there are people who are sitting here joining us online maybe who have just had a terrible year. And maybe it's felt like hope has just been stripped away. Maybe it's like things have seemed hopeless. But we just thank you for this truth, this foundational truth, Lord, that because of your incredible love, that we can find hope in you, Lord. Hope for eternity, hope in the life that you have for us, hope that things can be different, Father. While you're praying, I just wanna give you an opportunity today, if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus as your Saviour, I just wanna encourage you to reach out to Him today and just to say, yes, Jesus, I receive You, I acknowledge You, You're my Saviour. I need saving and I welcome You. If you're praying that today, you can just say, thank You, Lord, for sending Your Son so that I can be forgiven and set free and step into the life that You have for me. I just wanna ask if you're here today and that's you praying a prayer like that, asking God to bring you some hope. Can I just ask you to raise your hand really quickly? I just wanna pray for you specifically here this morning, if that's you. Beautiful, thank you, thank you, so good. Anyone else here today? Father, you see the hearts and the hands here today, Lord. Thank You, Lord, that You care. Thank You that Your love drives You, Father. Thank You for these people who are responding today by saying yes to You, Lord, as Saviour, as hope, Lord, for the peace that You bring, Father. Thank You for the yes. We join with them today, Lord, in just welcoming Your grace and Your love in our lives. Father, I just lift up those this morning who are really struggling in a season of challenge, Lord. We pray, Holy Spirit, would You draw near? Come, encourage them, Lord. Comfort them, Lord. Fill them full of hope, we pray, that this Christmas, Lord, many people would know that You are a Saviour, Father, that we're not alone, but that You're with us, that there is a great hope both now and for our future. We pray this in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.